Good evening, world. This is the podcast Sassafras, and your host, S. Laura Cattell, continuing our deconstruction of the book called The Secret, and a deep dive into the law of attraction and things that I find missing or uh, that should have been included. Things that definitely should have been included. So, to gen- just recap real quick, yesterday we did some real-world examples of what happens when you are too close to a problem, too focused on the problem. And what ends up happening is you become very passionate about the things that you don't want, which, of course, unfortunately, then means you're imbuing a negative intention for your life with a higher sense of emotional output, which means you're attaching a higher, or excuse me, a more powerful... um, vibration, negative vibration, to the thing that you want. So, even though you think you don't want it, the universe doesn't operate in those terms. They don't hear don't. They don't hear do. All it's responding to is what it is you're focusing on, whether that's positive or negative. And just to recap, in case anybody is new and joining in, all right, our brain is hardwired for survival. It is not hardwired for happiness. And so when it comes to positivity and trying to attract more positive things into your life, at first, until you build momentum, build consistency, start rewiring that priority matrix, it takes a real effort of will. And you have to sit down and you have to force yourself just a little bit until you can get that practice in, until you can get that consistency in. Once you get that momentum built, it becomes easier, but our brains naturally assign a higher degree of attention, a higher degree of information. It pays attention more to the negative because it's trying to protect you from whatever it is that's happening out there. All all the things you worry about, all the things that are causing you stress and anxiety. Oh my God, the election. Oh my God, there's a hurricane coming. Oh damn, there's a tornado around the corner. Oh darn it, there was a shooting right around the bend yesterday. That's right around from our house. Whatever it is, you're going to naturally pay attention to that more. So in order to attract some more positive things into your life, what you end up having to do is focusing on the positive things more and with more definite purpose than you do the negative ones. You're not going to naturally just focus on the positive things, unfortunately. That's not how our brains work. So, I'm going to take this moment to do my shout-out to the restaurant industry. Lost another one yesterday. All my line cooks, all my sous chefs, all my exec chefs, every person working in a restaurant industry out there, please... We can't wait to see you guys again. And I know that it's difficult, but I promise that there's another day coming where everyone's going to be super excited and happy to go out and sit down and eat in a restaurant. I'm begging you, please hold on. I know it's difficult, and I know it's rough, and I know that there's days that you just want to give up. I'm asking you, please don't. If you want someone to talk to, please send submissions to sassafraslk at yahoo.com. I'll respond, I'll text back, I'll talk back, I'll give you some advice, I'll give you, I'll do my best, whatever it is that I can offer, I'm offering. But please, 
Please don't. Make that one decision you can't take back. Too many. Too many. So. All my line cooks out there. All my all my restaurant guys. We can't wait to see you again. We can't wait to see you again. Please, please hold on. Please hold on. I don't know when it's going to end. I just know that at some point it will end. Every single cloud has a silver lining and absolutely no storm lasts forever. So, alright. We're going to start back on page 19 at a new start of a, not exactly a chapter, but um, different header. This one goes the power of your mind and it starts with an insert by Michael Bernard Buckley. Michael Bernard Beckwith. You attract to you the predominant thoughts that you're holding in your awareness, whether those thoughts are conscious or unconscious. That's the rub. Whether you have been aware of your thoughts in the past or not, now you are becoming aware. Right now, with the knowledge of the secret, with the knowledge of the law of attraction, you are waking up from a deep sleep and becoming aware. Aware of the knowledge, aware of the law, aware of the power you have through your thoughts. Flip the next page, and we have an insert from a Dr. John Demartini. If you look very carefully when it comes to the law of attraction, and the power of our mind, and the power of our intention in our daily lives, it's all around us. All we have to do is open our eyes and look. Followed by an excerpt from Lisa Nichols. You can see the law of attraction everywhere. You draw everything to yourself. The people, the job, the circumstances, the health, the wealth, the debt, the joy, the car that you drive, the community that you're in. And you've drawn them all to you, like a magnet. What you think about, you bring about. Your whole life is a manifestation of the thoughts that go on in your head. So I'm going to uh, pop back to Michael Bernard Beckwith's uh, start there. It mentions the conscious or unconscious, right? And this is where we start getting into programmed beliefs that are running ourselves in the background. I mentioned yesterday about uh, kids of parents who divorce learning unhealthy habits and relationships, but it happens so early that they don't exactly remember when it started, who it started with, why, what caused that first thought, but it became an imprint on their subconscious, and that's a program running in the background. And this is where we get the idea of blocks, mental blocks, emotional blocks, energy blocks, right? Somewhere inside your programmed algorithm of you, the human being. Basically, you can think of it as an error code glitch of normal activity. You imprinted something that prevents you from doing normal activity, and you're unaware that it is there preventing you from doing the normal activity. You can't figure out why you can't do the normal activity. And that is where we get the idea of a block. It is a subconscious glitch somewhere in your programming, you, the human being, that is preventing you from having that relationship, having that job, 
feeling like you're worth having that job, that relationship, that status. Okay, you can try and you can try and you can try and you can try. But the problem is, is that subconscious program is sending out a negative vibration every time you're trying to do the positive thing. They cancel each other out. You'll never get ahead. All right. There's an awesome um, energy worker who gets rid of blocks like nobody's business. Uh, her name is Christy Marie Sheldon. Or you can look up a wonderful hypnotherapist. Her name is Marissa Peer, who pioneered rapid transformational therapy, RTT. And they blast those blocks out of the water. A lot of the blocks that you're dealing with, some of the ones you don't even realize you might have been carrying around. Here's an example. How many people hate math? I know I do. I can't even do Sudoku. I will sit there and look at Sudoku and it's just... I don't understand it. But did anybody bother thinking that not liking math would ever have an imprint on not being able to earn money? Think about it. Math is numbers. I don't like math. I don't like numbers. Money is numbers, as much as it is an energy. Ooh. Have you ever held the belief rich people are evil? Right? Naturally, you don't want to be an evil person. So even though internally you're frustrated about the bills, and you're frustrated about the money coming in, or the lack thereof, but if you genuinely hold a belief within yourself that rich people are evil, you're never going to get that large payday. And even if you do somehow manage to get it, you'll lose it as soon as you do. Alright, never mind the lack of financial, um, financial education in our current school system, which I'm very upset with. Um, nine out of ten lottery winners are broke again in two years. It doesn't matter the amount that they've won. To include a guy that won $350 million. Five years later, he was broke. Broke. Completely. 350 mil. Broke. Why? Because they wanted the money, and even though they were lucky enough to get the money, they didn't know how to keep the money. They weren't emitting the vibration of, I deserve or I am worth this amount of money. Because they hadn't done what they needed to do internally to feel like they were worth that kind of money. They wanted the money. They wanted to be able to do things that they believed money would be able to get them. So this is where we get the idea of blocks from. Is that there's a subconscious program somewhere inside there, inside you, somewhere... That no matter what it is that you do, no matter how many positive affirmations that you do, is going to keep screwing up your results, your success at it. Okay. And there's, of course, ways of getting around these blocks. And you can look up um, guided meditations on YouTube if you really want to. Specifically for, one, figuring out what blocks you have. 
right? It's kind of like trying to find a needle in a haystack. If you don't know what blocks you have, you're just like, ah, I don't know. Get rid of my blocks. That's too general. You got to be specific. Like, I am so happy and grateful that I no longer have to worry about money. Hmm. Depending on what it is you're thinking inside, that could mean that you go off to jail. Guess what? You don't have to worry about money when you're in jail. It could also mean that you die. It's kind of like ordering from a genie. You gotta be really specific. And I'm gonna go um, redo some of my Christy Marie Sheldons. And uh, I'll write some of those down. And maybe we'll recap some of those tomorrow. We'll do that. So, continuing with the book. The universe... This is a universe of inclusion. Not exclusion. Nothing is excluded from the law of attraction. Your life is a mirror of the dominant thoughts you think. All living things on this planet operate through the law of attraction. The difference with humans is that they have a mind that can discern. They can use their free will to choose their thoughts. They have the power to intentionally think and create their entire life with their mind. And I'm going to go back to where I mentioned earlier of a lot of people end up just letting their thoughts run in the background without paying attention to what it is that they're actually thinking or telling themselves. But if you take a moment and just watch your thoughts as they go by, you come to the realization that you are not your thoughts because you are the one observing your thoughts. The human brain has to think. When it is not consciously awake in thinking, it's going through its defrag mode when you're sleeping. This is why we need sleep. It needs to defrag. All of that input that it's taken in throughout the day needs to be filed away, squirreled away. Right? This goes in the junk folder. This goes in that folder. I need to remember that for tomorrow. Same thing like all the other processes. Our, our, our heart runs without us thinking about it. We breathe without us thinking about it. Right? Same thing with our brain. It thinks. That's its function. We produce thoughts. That's a byproduct. You can, you can choose. You have the ability to choose what thoughts, one, you pay attention to. And you can choose what thoughts to think. When you're sitting there and you're making an affirmation, you have determined with a thought that you are going to sit down and think a thought of something positive and tell yourself by a thought that same positive thing. It starts with a thought. That is how we think. That is how things become. It starts with a thought. I've said this before and I'll say it again. Every single thing human beings have made have started with a thought. Whether it is a nail, whether it is a lamp, whether it is an airplane, or a house, or a piece of clothing. Every single thing human beings have created has started with a thought. So don't just sit there and discount that thoughts somehow don't become things. It does not, it's not like ordering from an ATM, cha-ching, I would like an elephant. That's not how that works. The thought starts to attract to it other similar thoughts, which then starts to 
get your mind going on that general journey. And then you start noticing things in your reality in alignment with that thought, which brings forth other similar thoughts. And it keeps going from there until you have created the thing it was that you were thinking about in the first place. Right? How does that work? Let's say you want to make a sweater. You now have the thought of, I need scissors, I need thread, I need a needle, I need fabric, I need a pattern. Maybe you don't know how to sew at all. I need to learn how to sew first. Those are all similar thoughts that started from the one thought of, I want to make a sweater. Okay. You don't think the thought and magically, a sweater pops up in your drawer. Or lands on your doorstep. I mean, that might happen in one one billionth of a time, but... Alright, that's, that's where the thought process goes from. So, back to the book for a minute. And we're going to do an excerpt, insert from Dr. Fred Allen Wolf, quantum physicist, lecturer, and award-winning author. That's quite the mouthful. I'm not talking to you from the point of view of wishful thinking or imaginary craziness. I'm talking to you from a deeper, basic understanding. Quantum physics really begins to point to this discovery. It says that you can't have a universe without mind entering into it, and that the mind is actually shaping the very thing that is being perceived. End of insert. If you think about the analogy of being the most powerful transmission tower in the universe, you will see the perfect correlation with Dr. Wolf's words. Your mind thinks thoughts, and the pictures are broadcast back as your life experience. You not only create your life with your thoughts, but your thoughts add powerfully to the creation of the world. If you thought you were insignificant and had no power in this world, think again. Your mind is actually shaping the world around you. Remember I was talking yesterday about the studies that people normally uh, cite when referencing this kind of thing? Um, I told you they were doing experiments on particles and whatnot. And they, just, they realized that when they observed the experiment, they had a different result than if they did not observe the experiment. The very act of observation changed the result of the experiment. If our act of observing doesn't actually do anything, then why did the results of the experiment change? The answer is, it can't. If the only external other thing that was different excluding all the other factors that were similar, identical, the same, if the only thing that was different, whether or not it was observed or observed, then the logical conclusion is that the act of observing is what changes the outcome. Your mind creating pictures. Your mind doing the observing. You doing the observing. Your thoughts taking in the information as you're observing. Okay? Back to the book. The amazing work and discoveries of the quantum physicists 
over the last 80 years has brought us to a greater understanding of the unfathomable power of the human mind to create. Their work parallels the words of the world's great minds, including Carnegie, Emerson, Shakespeare, Bacon, Krishnamurti, and Buddha. Insert by Bob Proctor. If you don't understand the law, that doesn't mean you should reject it. You may not understand electricity, and yet you enjoy the benefits of it. I don't know how it works, but I do know this. You can cook a man's dinner with electricity, and you can also cook the man. And we're going to finish off with the last insert from Mike Bernard Beckwith again. Oftentimes, when people begin to understand the great secret, the law of attraction, they become frightened of all the negative thoughts that they have. They need to be aware that it has been scientifically proven that an affirmative thought is hundreds of times more powerful than a negative, than a negative thought. That eliminates a degree of worry right there. Now back to the regular writings of the book. It really does take many negative thoughts and persistent negative thinking to bring something negative into your life. However, if you persist in thinking negative thoughts over a period of time, they will appear in your life. If you worry about having negative thoughts, you will, in fact, attract more worrying about your negative thoughts, and you end up multiplying them at the same time. Decide right now that you are only going to think good thoughts. At the same time, proclaim to the universe that all your good thoughts are powerful, and that any negative thoughts are weak. So, back to what I was saying earlier, right? We naturally pay attention to the negative because that is what our survival algorithm programmed minds focus on and try and direct our attention more intently towards. So, yes, a positive thought is a hundred times more powerful, and they can study this um, using machines anymore. I mean, it's really fascinating, the things that they can pick up anymore. But um, let's, take, let's take a broader look at this, okay? Let's say you meditate for five minutes in the morning, right? But then you go through the rest of the, let's say, five minutes of meditation, you do five minutes of positive affirmations, and that's a hundred times more powerful than your negative thoughts. And then you go to a job that you hate. And even though you started your day great on these positive affirmations, it doesn't take long for your boss to really get under your skin again. And then you let your boss... And then you let your coworkers, and then there's that deadline, and oh my god, I forgot to pick up Jimmy from school, and oh crap, I didn't get dinner ready again. And even though you put out your positive intention to the universe, you didn't keep the positive vibration going. Right? This is why it's important to be consistent. When you consistently do this, positive affirmation and then you do this on a weekly basis or a daily basis and I would highly recommend you do this when you wake up in the morning and before you go to bed at night 
we were talking earlier about it. Uh, the last thought that you have before you go to bed tends to be the position that you wake up in in the morning. So make sure the thoughts that you're thinking before you go to bed are positive ones. I learned a long, long time ago, never go to bed angry. And even though I've had a lot of shit happen in my life, I've really, really tried to make that one at least a reality. And by and large, I've succeeded. If I, I can't I can't even sleep anymore if I'm angry. I'll go meditate, I'll go watch a funny movie. Right? On those nights when maybe I need a little bolster, I'll go pour myself a shot of whiskey. Try not to do that anymore, but Okay. It takes repet repetitiveness, repetition. It takes consistency. And if you are finding yourself, oh my god, I'm trying this, I'm doing this, it's not working, I might suggest that you re-examine the deeply held beliefs that you have. Because you might, and most likely do, have a block somewhere in there. Most of us have learned it. Most of the blocks we learn from our parents. The only way to get work, get money is to work hard. Rich people are evil. Money is the root of all evil. Money is difficult to come by. How many people can raise their hands off of those things that I just mentioned? If you believe any single one of them with any sort of decisiveness, any sort of decent amount of belief, you're never going to attract that big payday. And if you do, you'll lose it. Or your bills will pile up to where you're back to having only the same amount of money that you used to have. And you don't even realize it. And then you get frustrated and you're like, well, crap. Now I'm making all this money. But now I'm even more stressed out. Now even more is expected of me. And I have even less money than before. Trust me, there's plenty of so-called successful people out there for whom that's reality. They're successful in business, but they're... Marriages are crumbling, their houses are pretty, but they're empty. They never see them. They never get to enjoy that big, huge house that they're buying, or they're paying for, or that fancy car. They never have any time for themselves because they're working 80, 90 hours a week. Is that truly success? I don't think so. So we're going to take our minute now, and we're going to do our two-minute brain break. So go ahead and close your eyes and take a nice deep breath in and let it back out. And let's take a nice, another nice deep breath in. And let it back out. And just take a moment. And just let the weight of the world fall right off your shoulders. 
all that stress, all that worry, all that anxiety. The bills don't exist. The mortgage doesn't exist. Not right now. Right now is just this moment. Bring gentle attention to your breath and the natural sounds that surround you. Maybe it's the weather. Maybe the temperature where you're at is warm or cold. And just let your focus gently rest on those things that are surrounding you right in the moment. Gentle, gentle. Take another deep breath in. And let it back out. And bringing it back in three, two, one. Alrighty. And I just want to say thank you so much for being here. I genuinely appreciate you. Thank you for listening. Thank you for showing up. Thank you for being here. Thank you for finding what I have to say worth showing up for. I appreciate it. At some point coming up, I'm going to have to do another another fun day. Maybe a, a little light reading. Maybe we'll do Isaac Asimov this time. I know I promised that a couple weeks ago. But, um, I really, I want to go, I want to practice better. I want to do a better practice session rather than just raw reading. You at least want to get a couple rehearsals in of whatever it is that you're reading. Even if you just do it in your head. So that you can anticipate the next phrases of what it is that you're going to say. It ends up being a much smoother, like I'm talking right now, it's a more, much smoother coming out of the mouth it's like silk versus staccato so again thank you for being here thank you for showing up if you have any submissions requests if you have questions please send submissions to sassafrasslk at yahoo.com please don't forget about our share out challenge winner gets a dean graciosi better life journal or a russell brunson's traffic secrets Thank you so much. I'll see you tomorrow. Take care, guys. Sassafras signing off.